Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participant's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Stomping Jen. Is this fun? Hello. Hi. How you Hi. doing? Freezing. I'm sorry. Do you know who's on the show this week? Me? You. You're the guest. <laughs> Are you nervous? I'm going to be interviewing you. I don't know what that means. Having a conversation with you about your art. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. <laughs> You're a collage artist. What do you mean you didn't know this? Whose work lives in the intersection between visual images and the written word. That's how you describe yourself. That's true. And so we're going to be talking to you about your current project. Yeah. The Way Out is Through, which is on display at the 50 Arrow Gallery in East Hampton, Massachusetts. Okay. These are all true statements. <clears throat> and your show has been described as one of those shows that truly gets in your head. Ooh. Now I'm going to get in your head. Oh, God. So spread your head wide and let me in. <laughs> okay? Okay. I'm going to pump your head with questions. <laughs> okay. All right? <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Now, Stomping Jen, I don't have a co-host to sing to. You're not my co-host today. (laughs) Okay. You are here as a guest, as I said. I have nobody to talk to. I'm looking at an empty chair. No one to Should jump I be in. on the Zoom? No one to jump in and remind me of when I miss something or to clarify. I'm on my own as a host. No co-host. Sorry. I can I can do I can pull double DD. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm cold. Yeah, you said that already, but let's talk about you. Aside from being cold, how are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah. Anything going on you want to tell us about in your life? This is very awkward. I'm interviewing you as an artist. I know. I don't know how this works. What's going on? How you been? As an artist? Is that what you're asking? I'm asking you as a person. How have you been? Oh, as a person? I'm great. I'm great. We got to see Pussifer last night. What's that? It's a band. Was I there? You were there. You were there. And you were there. Yeah. And you were there. Pussifer. What's that? Tell me about that band. Ugh. How do you describe them? So, um... So people who have been listening for a while know that I really enjoy Tool. Uh, okay. And more specifically, I'm a fan of Maynard James Keenan, who is the lead singer of Tool and his voice. 
Um, so he's also the lead singer of A Perfect Circle, and um, Pussifer is his solo project. And okay. it's more performance. It's music also, but obviously. But um, he's made it into like this whole like world with characters. And um, I mean, the songs are not really reflections of that, but he uses them in the performances to kind of bring some of the concepts to life, which is fun and exciting. Yeah, it was a good show. A very visual show. Very yeah. visually focused. Lots of graphics and videos and aliens there were aliens on the stage uh, at the show we saw last evening yeah yeah is part of the reason you like them because of all of the visual stuff that that Pussifer does you were you're an artist you're a collage artist we mentioned that in the intro that's right uh so i got into it because of the music um and then i just started listening to more and more of it and then um i mean it started as a project for him he put on some shows in vegas and then it turned into like a like a thing like he had a rotating cast of people around him when he started it and then yeah there is a visual component because he puts out videos and the videos like tell a story and they have a whole storyline with these characters interesting yeah so it's just an interesting thing that not a lot of bands do um, do you listen to Pussifer when you do art? Sometimes. I don't know if it has a specific creative connection for you as an artist. No, I mean, mainly I really just lis- like listening to Maynard sing. Okay. Yeah, I think he has a really nice voice. You described it as angelic <laughs> last <laughs> I, evening. I did. <laughs> I did. That's what an angel would sound like to you? I don't know. What is an angel anyway? It's a good question. Do you believe in angels? No. No, you don't believe in any kind of supernatural beings? Yeah. I'm not such a... Yeah, I'm more of a see-what's-in-front-of-you kind of person. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Well, how do you describe yourself as an artist? I introduced you as a collage artist. You've said that your work exists between visual images and the written word but how how do you think of yourself as an artist yeah so i can't draw um i can't draw i can't paint um but i've always like wanted to do some sort of a creative endeavor and years back many many years back um a friend of mine and i were gonna sit down and we were gonna do this um vision board it's like a very common type of business practice that it's a creative practice for business professionals. There are people in the world who want to like set intention in their life. Right. So this friend of mine, um, arts and crafts for business people, (laughs) arts and crafts for business people. So under this pretense, a friend and my a friend of mine and I decided we were going to make some vision boards, and so uh, we bought a bunch of magazines. And he came over, and we started our and our respective vision boards. And um, I just started pulling things out of the magazines, and you know, just like things that spoke to me, like things imagery that really I felt like you know whatever for the vision board. Um, and I started putting it together and he kept looking over and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, 
he's like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's like amazing over there. And I was like, oh. And then it dawned on me that I've been collaging majority of my life. When did you collage before that? Um, so like when I was like a teenager, I would like collage up my walls, um, basically, and like create images and pull things together. And I wrote poetry um, a lot in high school. Did you combine the poetry with what was on your walls in terms of images? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I visited your bedroom once um, a couple of times when you were still 18. You were a teenager. Yeah. I don't recall seeing any of this. No? Was it all pulled down? I don't know. I'm just saying I don't recall seeing any of it. Mm. I don't know. It's just it was a, a form of expression that I hadn't thought. And so for me to have an outlet, like I don't really write poetry any longer, but like for me to have this outlet of like being creative without... By stealing other people's images and so, then repurposing them and making them my own. So when you were creating that, when you were creating that vision board with your friend, and he and they looked over at you and said, "What are you doing over there?" Did you then remember that you used to do this stuff? Yeah, you did. Yeah. What was that like? I don't know. It just like gave me like a reason to try it out. Collage art. Okay. Know. So what did you do from there? Um, I did a bunch more pieces. Um, I started playing with it a little bit more. Um, so in my mind, I always kind of, so the pieces that I started doing at the beginning were really like large scale, like big two by three poster boards. Um, and it was really a lot of words and a lot of images like really mashed together. So that's where I came up with the idea <clears throat> excuse me to um to call it visual mashups i like that concept okay of putting things together that don't seem like they should go together but putting them together so they were like larger scale and in my mind i kept thinking it would be cool if i could somehow project them on a wall like scan them into something and then project them onto the wall so that people could feel immersed in them that like concept of immersion art so that people would like walk into a room and you know be surrounded by all of this different imagery and you know words and i don't know that was like my original concept for for collage art and then i started learning more about the art form cuz i'm not traditionally trained as an artist how so did I, you learn more about the art form so i went to some shows of uh different collage artists um, there's magazines that are specific to collage art um, out there. There's one that's called Collage, but it's spelled K-O-L-A-J. Um, so this collage art, this is not something that angsty teenagers just do in their bedrooms, right? This is a whole genre of artistic expression with people who seriously pursue this form of art, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And you found you found some when you started exploring, and what did what did this exploration lead to? I don't know. Like I asked this one guy that I liked his art, and I asked him for some advice as a non-trained artist, like how I could get more involved. So he was the one who turned me on to some of the magazines, um, and then I just started, you know. You get the magazines, and they highlight different artists, and then you like sort of like learn more about the different 
um, ways. So one of the things that came out of that exploration was this idea. There's like different ways to do it. There's like analog collage and then there's digital collage, right? So like analog was sort of what I'm doing, like cutting cutting is, and pasting, right? So that means cutting out pieces of paper and right. putting them together? Yeah. And then you could like do like a hybrid model because you can combine, you could cut out images that you like and then you can scan them in and then you can like use like a computer program to kind of digitally manipulate the images. <clears throat> So, you know, I've played with different models throughout the year, but I, I tend to like the tactileness of like cutting out imagery and putting them together. And when I sit down to do it, and I don't do it as often as, you know, my, my life is pretty busy. So I don't spend a majority of my time doing any of this stuff. But when I sit down and do it, I might produce like two or three pieces at a time. Like, What do you like about the the cutting out and the holding the pieces versus doing it digitally? Um, not that it is cheating, but sort of it, it feels like... What's cheating? What, to put them digitally together. I don't know, but I do, I do now. Like I find this uh, way of like finding the images and then scanning them in and then maybe manipulating them a little bit. Like smoothing things. Yeah, I'll out talk. To, or I'll ask colors. you about your process in a little bit, but I'm just curious. Um, so, in terms of the form, you like the most. It's this cutting things out and yeah. working with the actual little snippets that you yeah. get. Yeah. And there are people who do this just digitally. Yeah, some people just do digital images. There's okay. like different ways you can do it. You could like, so I like, I like finding like magazine. Like, so when I yeah, do. Like, I'll ask you about your process in a little I'm, bit. I'm answering your question. Go ahead. <laughs> so like, you know, when you speak about the difference between digital and like analog, right? So like if I'm flipping through a magazine and I see like font, like from a magazine that they've used like a specific kind of font, like that I can't just go on a digital program and like find and look through fonts. Yeah. I'm asking you this question because I'm fascinated. I would much rather prefer to work digitally. Yeah. Well, you do some of that yourself well, when you create your own I do. content. Um, and I don't know if it's just a comfort thing. Yeah. If I, the majority of my artistic work has been digital. Yeah. Right in Photoshop, manipulating images, and that's where yeah. I'm most comfortable. Yeah, and I have to say, a couple of summers ago, when our kids were away, we did a we did like a collage night. Yeah, you and I, and I tried to create a piece, which I think was outstanding. By the way, my very first collage piece. <laughs> it's the first and only one I've ever done. I felt like it was a really good piece, but it was hard. Yeah, it was very difficult. Um, flipping through all of these magazines and looking for the right thing or to be right. to be hit by the inspiration from all of these images yeah all right yeah but um, that's the thing i like right because mm -hmm. like, i'm because you also can draw from things out of your own head and i can't yeah, not really well you can i don't have a mind's eye so it's no, you, <laughs> anyways yeah i've explained this to you I understand that you think that, but anyways, uh, I I 
like I said, I I beg, borrow, and steal, right? Like I am, I can't create out of my own head. Like, oh, I want to do this, so therefore I need this kind of an image or this kind of an image, right? Like I have to be struck by the images themselves, well, you've, and they're you've said, the ones that they're. That's how it drives what I do. You've said twice now that it's stealing. Yeah. Do you view it as stealing? A little bit. But why is it stealing? Well, it's interesting because at the beginning of when I started I'm saying stealing is a legal term, right? Like are you doing something illegal by creating a collage? So I've done a lot of investigation into this. So at the beginning of when I started doing this practice, right? I decided I was only going to try to use my own images or people whose images that I had permission to use, right? So like from friends who like took photos or whatnot. Uh-huh. But, you know, the law actually says if you are taking a picture or like a magazine photo or something that you found that's, you know, from a published book or magazine or something like that, if you repurpose it and change the image, unalter it into something else, then you can use it. Transform it. Yeah. Yeah. So there is like some specific legality around what you can and cannot use and how you use it. Yeah, there's a whole body of copyright law that speaks right. to this it's called fair use, right. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Has anybody ever contacted you because you used an image? No, but I don't think my art is widespread enough to get to the original source of some of what I take. So it's interesting because so some people, some collage artists, like they find different source materials. So that, that's like another area for exploration for me because right now I just take like magazines that you can like find. Is that what you use mostly is magazines? Yeah. Yeah. But some people like they will go out and they'll find like scientific journals or, you know, specific magazines from specific eras right like so like life magazine from the 50s or you know things of that nature where they're taking specific subject matter from you know different sources from different kinds of books do you have a preference for what type of magazine you like no well it's interesting so the images that i find in the different kinds of magazines will drive whatever it is that i'm working on at that moment Right. So I like a different mix of different topics. Right. Like, so, you know, like there's, I have like food magazines and travel magazines and like workout magazines. Where do you get these magazines from? Because, I mean, I live with you and we don't subscribe to a lot of magazines. So where do you get these things from? Well, we did for a while. And then if any of my friends who know I do this, they're like, do you want some magazines? And then I say yes and then i hide them in boxes and then you find them and you say can i throw away this box of magazines some people so like we've interviewed a collage artist not too long ago and he was telling us about how he has like a filing system where he cuts out images and like puts them away yeah for future use but that was mikey mosher right yeah yeah but like the, the thing is i I will sometimes pull out a whole bunch of images and then sometimes before I even try to find new source material, I'll go through what I've already found to see if I can use it, if it hits me in the right way. So you don't have a file where you store your images? Um, Not like by category in that way. Well, where is, is this very, file? Like, I've never seen it. Where are these images? They're just like in, <laughs> in my little workstation okay. over there. I have like a three, you know, like a little plastic drawer thing. So yeah. like, you know, I'll rip things out. Like, so like, so are you asking about my process now? Can I talk about my process now? 
you seem to to be bulldozing us right into your process, so I'm just rolling with it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you're the one who's supposed to be driving the conversation. I'm driving it, but you don't realize it. Oh, okay. So tell me about your process. <laughs> so, What's so funny? You're just anyway. So I'll sit down with like a pile of magazines. Right. And then I will just start. Is there a specific number or do you like, how do you know you have the right number? Like I'll be like, oh, I have an hour and I'll pull out a bunch right out of my box. Right. Okay. And I'll just start like flipping through it. And then if I find something that I like, I'll just literally rip the page out of the magazine. Right. Put it aside and like keep moving on. Unless like I really get struck by, you know, I I really want to use this right now. Okay. And then I might start putting something together um, like, and it might be words and it might be images, right? Like, I don't know, right? Sometimes I find words before I find images and then I'll find something else that I think it goes with. And then, then maybe I will do like a secondary pull through of what I just ripped out. And then sometimes I'll just then go back and I'll hunt through like previous sessions of stuff that I've ripped out to just see what else I had in my pile. And then out of that pile of stuff, you will start to build something? Or do you have in your mind an idea before you start going through? Most of the time, I never really have an idea (laughs) of like what I'm doing. So it's all very like inspirational and in the moment kind of stuff. So for me, like, you know, to talk about like, okay, so somebody asked me to do a show, right? So like, usually I'm just making pieces randomly, and they don't really have any kind of cohesion to them. It's just, you know, oh, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to make a couple pieces. And, oh, I really like the way that that came out. Right. So then I have a couple pieces, right? But wouldn't you think if you're making a bunch of pieces during a specific period of time, they might be linked in some way that you're not aware of? So this is where I'm going, right? So so then, you know, <clears throat> a couple months ago, I was asked to do this show that is out right now, right? So, and I've had now about four solo shows, right? You've had four? Four. So why, why don't I know this? First one was at my salon, Salon 241. They asked me oh, to do right. a show. Yep. That was my first one. You had one in a library somewhere. And then somewhere. I had one at the Palmer Public Library. Okay. And then I had one at the Green Bean, which no longer exists. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, poor Green Bean. Poor Green Bean. <laughs> um, okay. And now this one, so this will be... Oh, no, and then I have one at Holyoke Hummus. Oh, okay. In Holyoke, so that's what... That's four. So this is my fifth show. Okay, fifth show. Fifth solo show. So anytime I'm getting ready to do a show, right, I look through my pieces that I have, and I'm like, okay, what pieces go together? What do I want to say about these pieces to pull it into like, you know, an actual like framework of like what I'm doing. So like for the Palmer show, which was the second. So the first show I did was just like, here's a bunch of pieces on the wall. I didn't know how to frame. I didn't know how to hang. I didn't know how to do anything, but um, I was lucky enough for my (laughs) salon and my, who my hairstylist was the owner and she knew I did this stuff. So she um, provided me, was kind enough to, open up the space for me to have my first show when I didn't know what I was doing and I had no help. So, you know, you, you learn as you go. And so the second show I had more support cause I was part of an art organization 
And so that, the theme of that was girls. Girls? Right. Yeah. It was like girls who run the world. And it was a lot of like girl themed type work that I had pulled together. Um, That was that show. And then I think for the green bean, it was like, I tried to find stuff that like was like, like culinary related. Huh. And like food related. Did you make pieces specifically for that? Mm Mm-hmm. You did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. The Holyoke Hummus one, I don't remember what the theme of that was. I think it was just highlighting some of the pieces. Cause I, because I've, I invested along the way in like taking and scanning the prints that I have and pulling them into a um, printing them directly on canvas. So I have like pieces that I have around the house that I could repurpose that I haven't sold. Right. Yeah. So your pieces might have a theme to them. Yeah. If they're made in a certain period of time or for a specific show. Yeah. But you have this pile of clippings, for lack of a better term, yeah. of stuff you've clipped out of magazines. What do you do then? Like, how do you get it on a piece of paper? Do you glue it? Do you staple it? I glue. Glue sticks. Glue sticks? Yeah. Like Elmer glue sticks. Does that stay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact, like you like use Elmer glue sticks on magazine paper and it's so thin. Okay. It's hard to move things. So you better be really careful. Like, so sometimes I put them together and then I want to glue them down and they don't exactly go exactly where I had placed them originally because the glue is really sticky and you can't really undo it once you glue it down. Okay. Well, how do you undo a mistake? Let's say you make a mistake and you need to... This is why I like digital. Right, because then you can move it. Yeah. What do you do if you make a mistake? Do you crumple the whole thing up and throw it in the trash? I think it depends on how bad the mistake is. Or sometimes it just alters the piece. But like the stuff I do is not like really precise work, so... Or do you take a Bob Ross mentality? Yeah, happy accidents. Happy accidents. (laughs) So it doesn't bother me so much. How big is a typical piece? So that's that's another interesting question. So at some point along my process, so remember like I like eight by eleven, like this piece of paper right here. Um, usually eight by eleven. I'm holding up a typical eight by eleven sheet of paper. Yeah. So like I said, so when I first started out, I really wanted to make them very big, right? Like so, I was like trying to go. Why? Like, I don't know because I had this idea that they would be like on the wall. Bigger like, is better. Is that like, sort of the idea? Just because so that you could feel okay, like um. I don't know, like in college, I used to be really like, um, I really was attracted to these paint, these, I don't know what you call them, but they were like prints. Posters? Posters that people, they were so cheesy. And so I lived in like, you know, the cheesy, like crunchy hippie dorms and whatnot. So like people I knew had these kinds of posters were like, the more you looked at a post, looked at it, the more you would see in it. Like the more you would find, right? Like, okay, you know, like a n- not like a seek and find, but yeah, like sort of, like right? that shit you stare at and something pops out. No, at not you? a magic eye thing. Oh, but like you know, like those, you know, the books for kids where like you know you have to find like the where's hidden, Waldo? Not yes, and right, like so, but like in even in a weird where's Waldo? There's like a lot going on, like right? There's right. a lot to look at. Yeah, and that's what kinds of collages that I started out with that there was just like a lot to look at and the more you looked at it the more you might see like oh you know there's like a little 
you know, cat placed over here, but you didn't notice it at first. So the more you look at it, the more you would find, right? So originally that's the direction that it was going in. So there were like these more large scale type pieces that were sort of immersive. And like the more you looked at them, the more you would see. Huh. And then the more collage art I started looking at, I realized that some people, there was like very simple pieces, right? Like, so they were very simplistic. Like they might be like two images just put together in a certain way and they looked really cool. So I actually like went and I downsized and I started being more intentional about being smaller and not having so much going on in pieces. Smaller is bigger. Smaller and more minimalistic. Smaller. Because it has a little bit more impact. If you can get it right, if that makes sense. How do you know you have it right? I don't know. I just know when it's done. What's that feeling? You're looking at it. What is it? Yeah, it's done. I like the way you it looks. You say that to yourself? Yeah. You just feel that it's done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you maybe try to add something else to it and you're like, no, oh, this is, doesn't belong here. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. What do you do when it's done? Do you shellac it or something? Like, how do you preserve it? <laughs> um, what do you do? Put it inside of a book? Yeah, I have a book. I have like a little portfolio book and I stick them in there. And then so so re- more recently with less time and like more, you know, so I've been, um, <clears throat> we had a scanner as a smaller scanner and it doesn't really work with my new, newer computer. Right. And so you had suggested uh, to use Adobe scan on my phone. Oh yeah. Does that work? It works good enough. Okay. But that's where... Um, this idea that we were talking about earlier about like smoothing things out a little bit digitally, I can do that in the Adobe scan because it has some like little like sharpen it here or, you know, change the coloration here right. or crop it out or do a little bit of um, digital manipulation to it before I like transfer it into like my digital right. files. So when you do a show, mm-hmm. right, um, like the ones you've told us about, the ones yeah. in the past – and then your new one, which is called The Way Out is Through, mm-hmm. um, a reflection on the time of COVID. You're not showing the originals? No. They're reproductions of some no. kind? The originals are pretty rough. And in some cases- But don't you think people would want to see that? I don't know. Like, I would be interested in somehow like seeing the originals in their form- so this specific show, so I used, so... I don't the, want to talk about that show right now. I'll talk to you about that in a minute. But I was going to tell you why. Go ahead. <laughs> you don't want to Are you interviewing it. yourself now? No, I'm trying. I'm going with the questions that you're asking me. And I'm, t- I'm giving you information. Go ahead. So part of this show, specific this show, is that at the beginning of COVID, yeah. I started keeping a collage journal. When did this happen? Because I was completely unaware of this. I bought like a sketchbook and I started just using it more, right? So I would I would sit down and I would make some collages. So that was the inspiration okay. for creating a COVID reflection show. Because I had all this COVID journal stuff. But the, because I did it in a book, 
it's like really shitty, right? Like, so like it was glued down onto paper and it's not like a presentable piece that anybody would be interested in looking at. I could bring it to the show. If well, back to what interested. I was just saying to you, like as somebody who's interested in process yeah. as an artist, I would be interested in actually seeing the original thing mm-hmm. and then the installation or the exhibit and what was done with it and mm-hmm. how they were changed. Like that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just an idea. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I have the journal and I keep thinking when I have the artist reception, I'll bring some of the material, but you know, like when you, you know, like, like when, hold on, but you know, like when you see a famous painting, mm-hmm. like you see a picture of it on TV yeah. or you see it in a magazine and then you go to a museum and you actually see it and you're like, wow, this thing's shitty. I could have done this. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's some value in seeing it in person, seeing the original thing and being like, oh, like I can actually see the brush strokes there. It's kind of like messier than I thought it was. I don't know. That's like fascinating to me like getting to see the actual thing i just was curious about that but so you keep them in a book the people we don't get to see them you can if you come to my show and i bring it i just thought it might be like i just didn't know if you framed them in some way and then put those in there so this show in particular so what i've been doing historically for a show is like printing them up either on canvas or um, no, I meant like frame the original and yeah. put it in a little, I don't know, like a box or something, a glass box so people could look at it or something. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that would be interesting. Okay. All right. But anyway, so what you're doing, what are you doing for this show? So let me back up for a second though. Yeah. You got this scrapbook at uh-huh. the beginning of COVID. Yeah. What got, what? What drove you to get this scrapbook? Why did you say I need to do something? What was happening? Well, I mean... Why did you feel a need to begin this project? Well, COVID was just like a giant like upending of everybody's life. So, you know, when you're stuck at home and you're uncertain about the world and, you know, you just want to be able to process. So, you know, that's what the art is for me. It's a creative outlet. So, you know, I spent time on my creative outlet creating so, pieces was there something specific though do you remember saying i need to get this scrapbook i need to start doing something no i just you know i had all this time just all of it yeah yeah so. time having time well yeah i mean that's a huge part of it too right mm-hmm. you know and then you know my favorite thing is just to like you know throw on my airpods or headphones and listen to music and just sit and just do this yeah Hmm. you know when the kids aren't bothering me or i don't have a pile of work to do you need like mental energy right to focus on any kind of creative endeavor if you don't do it like and tell us about the pieces in this show your show the way out is through Mm -hmm. a reflection of the time of covid how did you come up with these specific pieces were they in response to specific things about the pandemic yeah i mean some of them are you know like it's hard without seeing them in front of you yeah so but it's like you know it's a reflection of like 
I want to tell people. <laughs> you wouldn't do this to any other guest. Yeah, I do it all the time. Pause. So we want to tell people mm-hmm. that the links to your show are in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Right? The link to your Instagram will be there. To the Visual Mashups Facebook page. A link to the gallery where yeah. your show is going to be will yeah. be there. Um. 50 arrow gallery so um pause this and go look at some of these pieces of art that um Mm -hmm. jen has created here okay all right now back to um when you were creating these pieces during Mm -hmm. the pandemic in this special book you purchased this little scrapbook sketchbook sketchbook did you say to yourself i'm gonna create N number of pieces. No. What happened? No, like so How did how did these pieces come to be and how are they all connected to COVID? How do they tell a story? So at the beginning of COVID, right? Like we were all like in this uncertainty period, right? And like so I think Speak for yourself. I knew we were going to hell in a handbasket. Go ahead. Like so, like, for example, so, like, our daughter created, like, a little calendar. So, we started, like, documenting what we were doing right. every day. Right. And I think a lot of that documentation mentality of, like, oh, we're going to be out of school for three weeks or whatever, you know, and everybody was in that period of, like, we're in this together and stay home and quarantine and, you know, all of that kind of mentality and all of the trauma that we've all been having gone through in the last couple of years over COVID, right? So using that idea of journaling, um, I wanted to do this COVID journal. Like I was like, I want to go through like some of what we're processing in real time. So at the beginning of COVID, that was what I used that journal for, was processing in real time. Um, The emotions of like what we were going through. Okay, but it wasn't specific things. It wasn't like, I'm going to do a piece on a mask, having to wear a mask. (laughs) I'm going to do a piece on having to um, disinfect my groceries. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm going to do a piece on walking down the street and seeing a guy mowing his lawn with a 9mm strapped to his belt. Yeah, right, none of that. No, it was just like, you know. Nothing specific. Nothing specific. Just like your emotional response that people were having and that I was having at the time. Like, you know, like there was one of the pieces that's not in the show that's in the journal that was like all like, you know, baking bread and like, you know, all the things that we were collectively going through as like a society that people were talking about online. Um, you know, baking bread, doing this, doing that, working out, doing this class, you know, remote classwork, you know, students, all of those things, all of that kind of concept and idea, what a shit show it was, you know, the fear, the frustration, the like, when are we going to go back to normal, the acceptance of like, maybe this is the new way that we need to move forward, and just like all of that, you know, people picking up hobbies during this time, getting back to their roots, you know. How many pieces are in this show? So there's 15. So the pe- so the show itself as a concept is 15 um, highlighted pieces. And so it, it, it does- doesn't seem like enough pieces to capture all of this stuff. 
that we all went through. <laughs> so, so there's supplementary material that actually ended up in the show. So it was interesting because I was like, okay. So when I was asked to- Supplementary? What does that mean? Just like pieces that weren't the 15 pieces I wanted to highlight as like, these are the pieces for the show. I don't know. Does this make sense? It all kind of came together. Okay. Because so what ended up happening was I was asked to do a show, right? Okay. So I knew I wanted to do this show about COVID. Right. Because I wanted to base it on the journals. Right. By 50 Arrow Gallery, they approached you. Yeah. So okay. so then I felt like I needed to to finish out that thought. So I wanted to make some new pieces and I thought like, okay, having a reason to have a show and like to work towards a show will inspire me to make some more. It'll give me the motivation to like create some more pieces. Right. Okay. So I did that. I created a bunch more pieces for the show. Then I look back through what I already had in the journal. Um, and in the around, COVID journal. And during the, you know, around the, you know, throughout the time that I've had, that I had. Uh, all these pieces yeah. that were that I had created. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm still hung up that there was a secret journal I didn't know about. It's not a secret journal. You've seen me working on this stuff before. But I didn't know it was in a secret COVID journal. It's not in a secret anything journal. It's like right there. And now there's a show. <laughs> what other secret journals are there? Oh my God. Is there a relationship journal? Not only that, I showed it to you. Is there a, so it's not even like... Is there a marriage collage oh journal? Will there be a Brad and Jen marriage show where all of these pieces are displayed representing themes and ideas from our marriage? Would you like me? Are you asking me to pull a show together with that? I will do that if you want me to. No. <clears throat> so I'd be afraid to go to that show. <laughs> Living it is hard enough. Oh, really? Okay. I'm joking. So, Come on. I'm joking. I'm joking. So, anyways. He, yeah, do a marriage journal. So he asked me to Go do ahead. the show. Yes. I created some <laughs> new pieces and then I I I curated what I wanted to do and I said, "Okay, these 15 pieces are representative of what I want to put into the show." Okay. You know, I, I didn't know what I was going to And gonna... the he is Jason Montgomery from 50 Arrow Gallery. Yes. Okay. Yes. So all right, so I said, okay, I have 15 pieces. This is what I want to go with. I lay them out on a table. I said, this is what it is. It takes you on like a little bit of a journey from like the uncertainty at the beginning to like, you know, how do we move forward? And then like, you know, where we are at, right? So that's why the title of it is The Way Out is Through. Right. Um, that was the whole concept. So then I brought the pieces. I printed them out on my laser printer over here right and i took the pieces uh to the space because i didn't know how to use the space right so part of like putting up a show so putting up a show was like more involved than like oh i have these pieces right then you have to decide right. what you want to do how you want to display them what kind of framing you want to use yeah. if you're going to go that route which is expensive by the way right yeah um and so you have to decide what your budget is for the show and like what you want to do so okay. i took my 15 pieces to the show to the space right to kind of think about how i wanted to display them and so when i was talking with um jason you know he's you know i, I mentioned i really like the idea of projecting onto the wall okay so he said we could do that you know put what you want on a projector on a flash drive and then we could just rotate through the images, which then 
which is extremely cheap for me because I have the digital files, right? So I don't need right. to worry about printing. So I could go beyond the 15 pieces, which is where that concept of having supplemental pieces came into Got play. It. Because I didn't need to uh, have the expense of printing up things, right? So that's the digital display. And then he had this amazing idea, which I totally glommed onto because I'm a huge fan of street art. If you don't know after listening to the show for quite some time. Right. By street art, you mean stuff like murals, right. graffiti. Right. That kind of stuff, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm like a huge proponent of like, you know, large scale kind of impactful kind of ideas, which I talked about earlier, right? Yeah. Like this idea of like having an immersive thing. So he said... Um, he suggested that I could do an entire wall and just make cheap printed copies. Like eight and a half by 11. Just like, yep, just cheap. Go to the, you know, take take one print, take it to the copy machine and like run off a whole bunch of them. Go to Kinko's. Right. And like do up the whole wall with okay. the pieces, right? So I love that idea because yeah. that's exactly like the kind of impact I wanted. Now, color copies are expensive, but mm -hmm. black and white are not. So when I was went to the copy machine, when I went to Staples to do this work of copying all the things, I realized I could do a lot of them in black and white, but I could pop a bunch of them in color. Okay. And so that's what I ended up doing for that. And I actually added in beyond the 15 pieces, I found seven or 22 pieces that I ended up photocopying. That for whatever reason, I didn't put into the 15 highlighted pieces. Right. So you walk into this gallery. Yeah. And all of this stuff is in this space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I... The projections, this wall of cheap copies. Mm-hmm. I hope the projector... So the projector ended up, he needed to order a new bulb. So I'm hopeful that it will be up by the time okay. the show is... Let's mention that. I mean, we're releasing this the week of your show. Yeah. So, I mean, the show is up. The installation is there. Yeah. But we're having the artist the reception, reception on July, July 1st, 1st, 2022. Yeah. If you're listening to this afterwards, how long is the show going to be up for? Till July 14th. Until July 14th, 2022. If you're listening to this after that, too bad, so sad. You missed the show, but yeah. you could still see stomping jen's art yeah um at any of the links that i'm going to be posting in the show notes so go there but all right so you walk in there all the stuff is up there now what about now i know i helped you um with the 15 pieces mm -hmm. i didn't tell you about the statement piece well tell me about this what the mm -hmm. statement piece yeah so then i sat down to Pulled the entire thing together. Yeah. I wanted to write up something about the pieces, right? Like, yeah. what is this show about, right? Like, it's not my artist statement. It's like the statement of the show. So um, I sat down to write it, and it turned into, like, basically a poem. Poem? <laughs> a poem. Okay. Um, basically, that's what it came into. So I printed that up large scale also. Um, we blew it up, and then that's on the wall. So people can read it, and then they can look and feel the imagery, and then hopefully, um, you know, you can take away what you want. You know, but I hope, my hope is that it portrays that, like, you know, the feelings, like it takes you on that, that emotional journey of, like, you know, being in the time of COVID. And that was an emotional journey for you. 
I think it's an emotional journey for everybody. Well, not me. I don't have feelings. That's not true. Right? Should I read your statement? Sure. This is this is the statement. Mm-hmm. Let me pull it up here. Let's see if I can make this a little bigger. Um, this will be at the show. You can come in here and you can read this yourself. But I see in this picture I'm reading from, it's surrounded by all sorts of images. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> the way out is through. A reflection on the time of COVID. Should I do it in a voice? <laughs> you have a voice. Your voice. Or do you want to read it? No, you can read it. It's fine. Wouldn't it be better if you read it? Well, give it to me then. Here, you read it. It's your words. You wrote it. Excuse me. Go ahead, read. Go ahead. The way out is through. A reflection on the time of COVID. We watched and waited in horror that full week, slowly buying toilet paper and canned foods other assorted sundry items to ensure we had what we needed during the lockdown. The world stopped after the kids came home from school on March 13, 2020. We were told two weeks. At first, we took advantage of the COVID vacation, biking, hiking, baking sourdough bread, keeping journals, remote videos with family and friends. Stay home. We are all in this together. Then the wait for the vaccine and the mad rush and the wait for the boosters and the variants. Weeks turned into months, turned into years. Our young children turned into tweens and teens and grew silently under our noses until they were as tall and then taller than us. Some masks remain. Vaccines and boosters still required. Businesses have closed. Families and friends reunite. We move on. There is no other choice. Mm. That is the end of the poem. Very nice reading. Thank you. All right. So um, we've, we've heard, I mean, we've heard some of the ways um, that Jason and 50 Arrow Gallery kind of helped you. Yeah. It was like huge lessons learned in this hanging of the show. Yeah. I mean, so working, working with a gallery and people who help um put help artists display their work it sounds like that that was a good experience absolutely yeah yeah i learned a lot in pulling this this show in particular together because before i never really had that kind of support it was just like um hey would you like to put a show together and it's like when you're just making art and you're like and you're not classically trained in any way shape or form which you get that kind of support if you're going through art school or whatever, you know, because you have the opportunity to pull together shows and like you have people to like help you with that. But if you're like an entrepreneurial artist like myself. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's an element of collaboration to that, right? I think, I think people often think that artists, you know, maybe some of them do this, but lock themselves in a room and don't work with other people um, at different points throughout the creative process. Do you know what I mean? Like what yeah. I'm saying. What I'm saying is, it but, could have been easy for you just to take these 15 pieces and stick them up on a wall, but yeah. you got something. You got something bigger that is saying maybe saying more at a different scale because you know, you were able to set aside 
um, your ego and work with other people. Yeah. I mean, right? Because you have to be open to the suggestions and feedback. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, you know, I think a lot of, you know, what, what I, you know, some people can come into a room like that and just have a vision of how they want things to happen. But when you're creating things and sticking them in a book, I think it's a lot different. Like, especially if you don't have like your own studio space or right. a way to play with the space that you want to display things in, you know, and it's, it's hard because frame, like I said, creating, prints is expensive and then framing those prints is expensive and there's a lot of work that goes behind a piece of art right like you can paint a piece of art and then if you want to do anything with it it costs money that's why art is expensive that's why you should pay money for art i mean not just because of the material costs of the productions but there's time involved from the artist so much time right yeah that's you're paying for that whole creative process behind the scenes. Yeah. You know. Now, tell me more about this reception that's going to be on Friday, July 1st. What yeah. time is it start? It's 5 to 8. Okay. It's part of East Hampton's uh art walk, which is the first Friday of every month from 5 okay. to 8. So it's part of like a whole I guess there's multiple stops. I'm assuming you'll walk. be there. Yeah. What will you be doing during this reception? I don't know. Talking to people about my art. Uh-huh. I think um, they're partnering me with a um, poet, poet. Will there be refreshments of any kind? I don't think really. No. Oh. I, I was think, hoping for refreshments. <laughs> I think we could if we like had it on the hallway. Oh. I'm not sure. I got to get some more uh, information about that. All right, but well, you shouldn't come to an art show just for refreshments. No, because it's really it's about looking at the art. Right. So this isn't a wine and cheese like affair. I don't think so. I mean, you should want to come and look at the what? art. You're like so disappointed. I could see it in your face. You're like, no, you should want to come and look at the art and talk to the artist. Yeah, yeah. And there's this poet who will be there for um, a release of his book of okay. poetry. And I f- forgive me, I don't remember his name. Well, he'll be there. People yeah. can ask. Yeah. Um, I'll be there. Oh, you will? I think, right? I hope it's so. It's your reception. I Am I not so. invited? You're absolutely invited. Okay. Expected, even. Really? <sighs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, come and see the show, please. Yeah. You have a few days to, to see prepare. And again, if you're listening to this afterwards... um. Go check out this stuff online. Yeah. There'll be pictures, I'm sure. Okay. Um, who inspires you as an artist? Where do you... I just get where? inspired by other artists. Like Anyone? Tons of artists. You just want me to say you. No. No. Mm-mm. No. I mean, I have like specific art artists. I really enjoy looking at their art. Yeah. Which we have around the room, which is why I'm looking around. Yeah. But there's so many amazing artists out there. And I'm sure there's more that I haven't even come across, but I really like the concept of like street art and mural art and you know, just Yeah. I don't know. It's for me it's a visual aesthetic that I hit upon an artist and I just like really, really, really like the way things look. And it evokes something. Are you gonna stay with collage? I can't do any other. 
kind of art. I've tried dabbling in like using paint in some of my art or like markers. Like I'm really yeah. into Sharpie uh-huh. art, but I'm terrible at it. Like outlining things and really um, there's a collage artist that I found on Instagram that I find fascinating. She took a magazine, like a okay. beauty magazine and she doctored, she collaged the whole magazine page by page. It was like a very interesting process. So she used like things like washi tape and um, washi tape. Yeah, what is that? It's like a it's like decorative tape that you can stick on things, and like um, paint markers and whatnot. It's just very interesting. You know that whole concept of like um, we've had Joshua Joshua Michael Stewart on here. He's talked about different forms of poetry, but you know like yeah. that form of poetry where you take like a a page of text and you delete words to yeah, create new, right like is it called blackout poetry i forget yeah sure okay but like this is sort of like what she's done with a magazine right like she's like edited the whole magazine to create like a book of art instead of like a fashion magazine that's interesting which is a really cool concept and i'm actually intrigued by it and i might want to try it out okay sometime in the future all right so you're going to keep pushing boundaries I just I, I I get inspired by other collage artists too. Right. And there's another um person I found. She takes like a book and she cuts out the like middle and then collage. I can't, I don't think I could ever do anything like that, but like Why don't you think you could do anything like just, that? It's just it seems very the the technicality of it seems really complex and I don't think I have that capability. You just have to learn. I know. I don't have anything a, technical is just a skill that you have to learn. <laughs> I know, but I just like to keep working on the stuff that techniques that i've started with i don't think i've mastered them yet so. oh, okay well that's a different story yeah. so you th- you think there is more to do in collage for you well that's a type of collage but yeah right. yeah but just like looking what other people other collage artists are doing and how they're doing what they're doing like you have the benefit of technology now and a lot of people they'll make like those reels and they'll like you know take a time capture of like what they're doing and how they're doing it. And so just watching somebody else put together something and just watch, like you can't think you can't hear them. Right. It's like a very fast kind of video that they put together, but like, at least it gives you like a, Oh, they're taking this piece and then they're taking this piece and then they're putting them together and they're put, you know, it's inter- It's fascinating to me. Yeah. You should do some time lapse. You have to learn how to do it though. It's a technical skill, right? You have to learn how to do it. Um, How has collaging changed you as a person and as an artist? Have you learned anything about yourself from doing this work? (laughs) No. No? You didn't learn anything about putting... about yourself from putting together this show, this COVID show? No lessons from that? I don't know. Lessons. I mean... When you think about what your show says about yourself and that experience from COVID, what does it tell you about yourself? How Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I think for me, it was more like the innovative way that... Um, And we talked about like how to put together the show and how to like for that that was a learning experience for me. Yeah. More so than anything else. Interesting. I don't know. 
Why don't you have um, a quirky artist name? I do, Visual Mashups. No. I mean, like, Pork Chop. Ugh, don't make fun of Pork Chop. Like, <laughs> I love him. But I'm just, I didn't say you don't love him. I'm just saying, why not a quirky name to get attention? You don't think Visual Mashups is quirky and attention getting? I don't think it's quirky. Um,. When somebody walks up to you and sticks out their hand and says, hello, my name is Pork Chop. I don't know. That, that gets your attention. Oh, my God. I'm still obsessed with this Pork Chop, and I don't even know what Pork Chop looks like. I've never seen their art, but I love the fact that there's an you artist. Seen their art. I love the fact that somebody has the balls to call themselves Pork Chop. I mean, he has a name. No, he doesn't. He's Pork Chop. Oh, my God. Okay, so you're going to stick with visual mashups. That's like what I'm that. hearing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I like that concept of like putting things together unex- in unexpected ways. So it sounds like collage is for you and it's going to be for a while. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really out there doing different types of art. So. Okay. Well, what else do you want to tell us about yourself as an artist, as a person? I don't know how much more I could say. Anything else you want to tell us about the show? I'm just excited about the way it came out, so I'm, I'm I'm happy to have people come out and see it. Yeah. I think it came out amazing. Okay. So let's remind people, July 1st, 2022, 5 to 8 p.m. at 50 Arrow Gallery in East Hampton, Massachusetts. Yep. In the East Works building. Correct. Second floor. Second floor. Come see the show. Yeah. Stomping Jen will be there in person, or sorry, visual mashups will be there in person. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. Okay, Sawtooth Frank. Okay, if you want to meet me. That's any different than Pork If job. you've been listening to this show and you want to listen to me, you want to meet, I mean, if you've been listening to this show and you want to meet me, you can come. But don't expect me to talk to you very much because this is all about stomping gin and visual mashups and 50 arrow gallery so if i'm just going to tell you all if there's too much attention placed on me i will leave (laughs) if people start coming and talking to me Mm -hmm. i'm going to leave the room Mm -hmm. because i don't want to take attention away from your show oh thank you okay sure all right all right Last two questions. Oh, God. You know what they are? We've asked these to so many people, Stomping Jen. Um, What do you like to do when you're not working on art? Watch TV. (laughs) Yeah. What are you watching these days? Uh, What do we start? The Old Man. Oh, that's good. Jeff Bridges. It's really good. Yeah, The Old Man on Hulu, right? Yeah, I think it's FX on Hulu, but... Mm -hmm. Um... We just finished Obi-Wan. Yeah. That was good. Watching TV. Okay. Anything else you like to do other than watching TV? Spending time with my family. Yeah. Why do you say it that way in a funny voice? Because because you're sitting across the way from me. (laughs) But why? Why? What about me sitting here across from you makes you want to say that in a funny voice? It's it's funny because it's you. Okay. Um, I like listening to music, going for long drives, listening to music. 
Okay. What else do you like to do? Watching sunsets, going for walks. Who are you doing all of this with? Because it's not me. <laughs> Long drives, listening to music, sunsets. Living a double life. Is that what you like to do as well? No. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that all sounds good. Yeah. Looking at art. Looking at art. Looking yeah. at art. All right. Um, our last question. Mm-hmm. What uh, What have you experienced um, that you can't explain? <laughs> uh, Go ahead. I'm oh, going to give you the oh, music. Oh, you're going to give me the music? Yeah. Um, Is there anything you've experienced you can't explain? Spending my life with you. What? <laughs> Why can't you explain that? Because I I met you and then that was it. But what do you mean by that? What's unexplainable about that? I don't know. I just knew I was going to spend the rest of my life with you. How could you know such a thing? I don't know. Is that the mystery? That's the mystery. Interesting. Hmm. Do Do you think people are destined for each other? It seems... Do you think that's a true thing? seems to have been the case with you and I. Huh. I don't know. But what if I hadn't gone to UMass, or you hadn't know. gone to UMass, and clearly that wouldn't have happened, right? It's true. Do you think we would have found each other some way, somehow? Or we just met other people? I don't know. I wasn't having very much luck meeting other people. I don't know. My My hypothesis is I would have gone through most of the world until I landed on you. Somehow. <laughs> All I have in my head is a visual of you like like flying out of the sky, landing on my head. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably what would happen. Skydiving accident. I would got sucked up by a tornado and landed in New Jersey. Who knows? I don't know. Weird, right? But I wasn't having much luck. At all. It took a special person oh to get through to me. Right? Is that too much for listeners? No. I asked you the question. That was your answer. I was expecting something else. Like what? I don't know. Like some kind of visit by from a Hungarian ghost or something. I don't know. All right. All right. Well, thank you for answering <laughs> the question. Um, it's a bonus that it, um, it involves involved you. me in some way. Yeah. But... Um, do live with you. No. I have been married to you for a long time. Been with you longer than that, so I would expect some of these answers to involve me. Mm-hmm. But I did my best to interview you as objectively as possible. Did we succeed? I have no idea. It beats me. Listen, I tried. I tried to sit down and have a conversation with you like I would anyone else. Did I answer your questions? I think so. You didn't want to go in the order I had drafted them, but that's fine. <laughs> You didn't give me the one sheet. You don't get it. You don't get to see the questions. We don't let our guests see the questions. Uh-huh. Why would I let you see the questions? I write the questions. That's right. So, um, no, I enjoyed. I learned some things about you. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yep. I learned about this COVID book. <laughs> You've seen the COVID book. No. Yeah. No, I yes. didn't. Um, I learned about... Your bedroom walls when you were a teenager. 
knew about all of this. I didn't. I told you I didn't. I told you specifically I visited your bedroom when we first started dating. And I don't recall seeing any of this stuff you, you described. Do you remember in my college dorms? I remember Marilyn Manson posters and corn posters in your college dorm. Yeah, that's what you focused on. That's what I remember. Yeah. Gotcha. Don't remember anything else. Yeah, Avi. All right, Stomping Jim. All right. Well, um, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for sitting down and talking to me. Thanks for Um, having me. Sure thing. Uh, Listeners, you know the deal. Uh, Subscribe to our podcast. So if you're listening to this for the first time, right, the Soft Serve podcast, subscribe, download our episodes. If you like what you hear, you know, one thing you can do that will help us is leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, okay? That always helps. We got one recently, a few months ago. So we'd love another one, okay? I'm, I'm still the guest. Yeah. You want me to help here? Oh, sorry. Um, I'm waiting for you to chime in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, this isn't going well. Um, uh. Hold on, let's see if I can do it. Um, subscribe, download, uh, leave a review, tell a friend... If you like our podcast, right? Tell a friend. This, I'm going to say it. I'm probably going to piss some people off. But this is the best podcast in Western Massachusetts. Okay. I defy you to name a better one. Okay. We talk to people from across Western Massachusetts. We bring you interesting and fun conversations. Right? Um. This is local content produced for you and beyond too. It applies to you beyond because if I reference something that happens here in Western Massachusetts, I give it context and explain it. So this is for everyone. Why was I talking about this? I don't know. You're going down a hole. Um, Do you want me to put my co-host hat back on to help curb you back into reality? Yeah, I'm lost. Please. (laughs) (laughs) I've lost myself in my own brain. If you want to be on our podcast. Oh, right. Please check out our website. There's a content form on our website and you can fill it out. And you too can be a guest and sit here awkwardly while you're being interviewed. Yeah, you can listen to me. And I'll ask you questions. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, you can support us too. We have a donate button on our podcast. True so story. if you want to throw some money, this shit isn't free, by the way. We provide it to you for free and we will continue to do so. But, you know, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you know, throw us a little money. How's that? It's great. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Connect with us on social media. Do all the stuff. Do all the stuff. All right, Stomping Jen. Yeah, well, it's been I'm gonna, a pleasure. Um, thanks for joining me. Thanks for making me think about my art. Okay, pleasure. Um, so everybody, um, bye now. Bye now. This world of ours, ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity. And that the sources, scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. 
and that in the goodness of time, all peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed by the binding force of mutual respect and love. I shall never cease to do what little I can to help the world advance along that road.